Laker fam, it is the night before training camp and we've got to break some things down. There's a lot to talk about today. Actually, some a lot of Laker news happened today. So here to help me break this all down is the one, the only Laker dad. Dad, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending your Monday night with me and let's talk some Lakers because I know we've got a lot going on. Hannah, uh, always excited to be here. You know I have a big smile on my face as training camp is about to open, and this is an exciting moment. Look forward to this coming season. So we've got a few things that we're obviously going to cover tonight, but number one, starting with what the heck is going on with Anthony Davis? Why is he trying to stress me out even more than I've already been stressed out this year? Why is he not signed this freaking contract already? Hannah, I think at this point there's only one explanation, and that explanation is Giannis. I actually think they are waiting to see if Giannis signs the Supermax contract that he's been offered. If he does, then I think AD probably signs for a longer-term agreement. But if Giannis doesn't sign, I think that's an indication that he may well be looking around for next year. The Lakers are going to go all in on that, and I think you're going to expect to see Anthony Davis sign a one-plus-one contract, meaning commit to next year, with an option, a player option for the year following, because what that means is he and LeBron will both have their contracts. They can both opt out next year. That will leave the Lakers with literally no one signed because Kuzma is gone. I think maybe they have KCP for another year. They're going to have a ton of cap space next season if that happens. And maybe then LeBron and Giannis and Anthony Davis can coordinate their contracts to make it work out. I don't think there's any other reason. The problem is Giannis apparently has until uh, the 10th or 11th of this month to make a decision. And of course, AD can't wait that long to sign a contract. But I don't think there's any other explanation. Yeah, I mean, things right now with AD still not signing the contract. Now, I agree with you. I think obviously he's waiting for Giannis because that makes the most sense for the Lakers and for their future. And when you have the ability to do so, I think this is the right decision. But, you know, things are going to happen really fast this next week or so. You know, training camp is technically tomorrow, although it's definitely a much different type of training camp. They're only, I think, allowed four players max with four coaching staff members there. And then by Friday and hopefully by Monday, the whole team will be able to get together and scrimmage. But then you've got to remember, the Lakers' first game, their preseason game against the Clippers, is December 11th. So, Things are going to be moving quickly here. So maybe we, you know, obviously I think we are waiting for Giannis, but he's going to have to make his decision or the Lakers are going to have to kind of just take a gamble on this, which if they do, then I think Anthony Davis will most likely do that one plus one deal. I think you're right, Hannah. Um, I don't think there's any explanation other than what we just said for why Anthony Davis is waiting. So let's now turn to uh, Jared Dudley uh, was re-signed today. I find that a peculiar move. I mean, I know he's a great locker room guy and he loves the Lakers. And, and, you know, from that point of view, I'm sure it's good. But it seems to me the Lakers have a somewhat unbalanced roster right now. They have seven forwards, as I counted, and only five guards, one of which is is a Taylor uh, Horton Tucker, who didn't really play last year. So who knows what their plans are for this year. That leaves them pretty thin at the guard position if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit of an interesting signing. Now, I kind of figured they were going to sign Dudley with one of their rest of the roster spots, but it is interesting that they're doing it now. Maybe they just don't feel like there's another player out there that they can realistically sign. They signed him for a couple million, so not really, you know, 
banking the break or oh my gosh how do I even say it breaking the bank there with that one but still you know I mean I think Duds what he brings to the table obviously he's not going to play too many minutes but I know he was a big locker room guy for us this past season a lot of guys really loved him he loves being Laker he's super active with all the fans on Twitter and I know the team loved having him on there so obviously I think they brought him on for more of a little bit of a locker room guy but dad like you just said you know the Lakers are a very unbalanced team right now and they've got to get another guard or two so who do you think is going to fill that final spot Hannah I have no idea at this point I really did not expect them to resign Jared Dudley I mean I I just thought that was nice last year but you know they, they have a different team this year I think they needed an, they definitely need another guard and and one would think they need another center I mean what if somebody gets hurt what if Gasol gets hurt you know, what if, uh, uh, you know, one of the guards gets hurt? I, I just think this is peculiar. There's no way Jared Dudley is, as the seventh forward on the team is ever going to get off the bench. I, I just, but again, maybe there was just nobody out there that they thought was uh, was worth signing. I, I just find this a little peculiar. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I, like I said, I kind of expected them to re-sign Duds again. But I understand where you're coming from. Now, in terms of, you know, the center, if someone gets hurt and stuff right now, obviously, Marcus Gasol is really their only technical, true center they have signed. But when you're looking at this Lakers team, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to just want to play more small ball with either Anthony Davis at that five spot or even, you know, Harrell at that five spot. But still, you know, you would think the Lakers would want to have one other option in case something happens to Gasol for sure. And then when you're looking at the guard spot, I mean, yeah, they've got to pick up another guard. And we're going to actually uh, talk about this in a second, but they're going to need some guards to come off the bench. Um, because Dennis Schroeder has announced that he really wants to be a starter and he believes he's going to be a starter. But before we get into that, because we're going to cover that, do you think maybe the Lakers are going to look to bring Quinn Cook back? Because that's maybe where I'm thinking. You know, Hannah, if I had to guess right now, that looks to be the direction they're going to take. Um, He is a guard. He is a point guard. Um, You know, if there's really no other options out there for them right now, I mean, the, the thing that's strange you know, is that Reggie Jackson is still out there, who is a starting point guard on most teams, who had a good season for the Clippers last year, who was a rising star with Detroit just two or three years ago. It's odd that he hasn't signed when there's really no money out there um, for anybody to sign him to a big contract. So he's probably going to sign for the minimum. Uh, but maybe he doesn't want to play for the Lakers because maybe he figures he wouldn't get a lot of minutes. That's the problem. Anybody who's really, really good is going to be afraid that they're not going to get many minutes. So if I had to bet right now, I think Quinn Cook is a pretty good bet. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of starting to think as well. You know, And obviously, Quinn Cook didn't, in my opinion, get a fair shot with the Lakers last season. I mean, he played some minutes, but... You know, he didn't look too great, but he's a good player. I mean, he was Steph Curry's backup in Golden State, and he was he played pretty well for them. I mean, he didn't get a ton of minutes, but he still looked like a good shooter. And so I just don't think he maybe got enough minutes to showcase what he can do. Now, obviously, with the Lakers, if he is to resign, I wouldn't really expect him to play too many minutes as well, especially because he's going to be behind, you know, Dennis Schroeder and Alex Crusoe. So not too sure about that, but... Definitely the Lakers are going to have to fill those final roster spots. And like we said, you know, time is really running out. They're going to have to do so in the next few days, if not few hours. But let's move on and let's talk about the big storyline today. And that is Dennis Schroeder. Now, he gave an interview where he said he believes he's going to be starting. And he wants to start and he believes that's what his role with this team is going to be. Now, this came to a little bit of a shock to people who assumed he was going to be coming off the bench to kind of relieve LeBron James. 
Dad, what do you think of this, of his statements today? I'm not sure what to make of it, Hannah, because I don't think that's what most fans expected. I think they felt, uh, not that he's not capable of starting, but that he was going to be very valuable coming off the bench and leading, you know, being the playmaker on that second unit, which they're going to need. Um, but he made it pretty clear today that he wants to be a starter uh, and he expects to be a starter. He also hinted the Lakers kind of promised him, you know, when he was traded, they spoke to the Lakers that, that he would be a starter. So, you know, I don't know what to think about this, Hannah. That's not what most players expected, what, what most fans expected. I think they thought Wesley Matthews and KCP would be the starting guards uh, with LeBron, again, handling the ball. But, you know, maybe they decided that they want to give LeBron more of a relief and, and, and not have him have the burden of, you know, bringing the ball up court every play. I don't know, but it did catch a lot of people by surprise, and I'm, I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. It is interesting because, you know, part of me thinks, you know, maybe it is better for him to get that starting spot to kind of relieve LeBron James a little bit. Then the other part of me thinks, I mean, whenever LeBron's on the floor, he's going to have the ball in his hands regardless of what position he's playing. So that doesn't really leave a lot of room for Schroeder to do kind of what he does best, which is, of course, handle the ball. He is a great shooter, but still, you know, when you're a point guard, you want to be able to handle the ball. And LeBron James on the floor with you as well, you're just not going to be able to have the ball in your hand too much. So when you're looking now at this starting lineup, are you thinking Schroeder's going to be replacing KCP or Wesley Matthews? Who do you think he's going to be replacing there? Well, I got to tell you, Hannah, that's a, a little bit mystifying. On the one hand, you remember KCP was the backup to to um, uh, Avery Bradley last year. He was not the starter unless Avery Bradley was injured. And then, of course, a Avery Bradley didn't come to the bubble, so KCP was the starter then. But you know, um, I'm on the other hand, they've just given KCP a contract with what you know, twelve, fifteen million dollars a year, fifteen, I think. Uh, so you don't really pay a backup you know, that kind of money. Still, I have a feeling if, if he's going to start, Schroeder, I think it's going to be for KCP. I, I think they really want Wes Matthews' toughness and defense uh, on that starting lineup. I agree with you. Plus, also coming off the bench, you know, in that second lineup, they're going to need KCP's scoring and his shooting. You know, when you take a look at that second lineup, you obviously have Alex Crusoe, who is a great, you know, player for us, does a lot of the little things, maybe don't necessarily go on the stat sheet, but isn't much of a high scorer, high shooter for us. Um, so I think, you know, Kyle Kuzma, we don't really know what kind of a coups we're going to be getting this season. We're hoping for the best, but, you know, last season he obviously really struggled. So when you're looking with that second lineup, that second unit, you know, I think you need more of a shooter, which is why I think KCP is probably the best fit for them. But also, we're paying KCP $15 million. So I completely understand where you would maybe want to have him start as well. But I think if I had to guess, he would be replacing KCP. Look, um, you know, I think people assumed that the second unit was going to consist of Schroeder um, and Caruso, uh, along with Kuzma and Montrez Harrell. Um, and, uh, you know, either AD would be the center or, you know, um, Markeith Morris, probably they'd play small ball and he would play the center. And that looked like a pretty formidable uh, team off the bench. Very formidable, to be honest with you. But that said, if Schroeder is a starter, the big question is who's going to be the playmaker? Who's going to run the second unit? Uh, it's going to have to go to Caruso, who's not really a point guard. I mean, he could play point guard, but he's already said he prefers playing off ball. But there's nobody else to do it other than Caruso. So Caruso is going to have a huge role this year. If, if Schroeder really starts, Caruso is going to have to be the playmaker in the second unit. 
remains to be seen if he can do that. Well, here's the thing also that I think we need to remember is that LeBron James, I think especially to start off the season, is going to be resting a lot. I think they're going to really do a lot of time management on him and probably AD. So I guess, you know, I think Schroeder is going to play a ton of minutes. I think Alex Cruz is going to play a lot of minutes, but I think Schroeder is going to play a lot of minutes. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing in that first unit and also in the second unit. You know, you may be right, Hannah. If if Schroeder starts, I think he's going to play a ton of minutes. I also think that Montrez Harrell, especially if, if, if LeBron and AD or one of the other is going to be resting, uh, I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes anyway. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I'm not, you know, no one's ever quite sure what Kuzma's role on the team is going to be. But really, I think he's going to have a big opportunity because LeBron is going to do some load management. And, and Kuz is really kind of the backup small forward at this point. Uh, I do want to say, who, who's the guy they got um, when they also got uh, uh, Bell, Jordan Bell? I, I, I apologize. I can't remember his name. Um, everybody's very, you know, there's there's some buzz about him. I, I apologize. I can't remember his name. Um, but he's on the team. He's kind of a small forward. Not much of a scorer, but apparently a pretty tenacious defender. And the buzz has been pretty positive about him, that he's a pretty good young player. So, uh, you know, the, the Lakers may have gotten a steal there uh, in that trade. This is the one for JaVale McGee. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see how that plays out. But again, they got a ton of forwards, just not many guards. Yeah, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name either. I'm, I see his face. I see, like, the beginning. I just can't remember it either. But I actually was just going to mention Kyle Kuzma because it's funny. I feel like Kuzma's just the luckiest guy in the world, and he's going to get a good position, I think. If he gets in there and he's able to play and he's the Kyle Kuzma that we have all been hoping for years now he could be, He's going to get some minutes, I really think. So this is a good opportunity for Kyle Kuzma, especially with LeBron James and Anthony Davis doing a lot of that load management that we can expect, especially to start the season. But, you know, guys, we're just all going to kind of have to wait and see how it is. But I can't believe I'm saying this. It's starting. Tomorrow is training camp. I know it's going to be a different experience. There's no real technical media day. Not all the players are going to be able to come in and play together quite yet, but you know, their first uh, preseason game is December 11th, so it's just under two weeks away. So basketball is back, you guys. Lakers are back, and we're going to have all of the answers to our questions very, very soon. But that's going to be it for tonight's show. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you guys are as excited as me and my Laker dad are for the season to be starting. I'm sure you guys are. And if you guys would like to give me a follow on my social media handles, you can follow me on Instagram at Kulik and Twitter at Kulik to keep up with all things Lakers and some fitness things as well. If you know me, you know I love to post workout videos and fitness tips and tricks and cooking stuff. Really into that as well. So till next time, you guys, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.